gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back for another week, another episode of Cincy Brewcast. This time, we are cozied up next to a fire, a water wheel, some nice mellow music, some nice folks drinking glasses of wine, because we're at Valley Vineyards slash Cellar Dweller. It's a... uh, one of the most unique breweries in Cincinnati because it kind of sprung up around something else that was already happening out here in Morrow and has kind of grown and continued to uh, I don't know, fester in the in the basement. <laughs> it turned into something that I think that nobody, um, when it started, kind of um, appreciated or understood what it could be. Um, things have definitely taken on a new life here in in, in very recent past when uh, Steve Shaw moved on to Wiedemann and CJ, you you took over the the brewing operations here and kind of you're getting ready to put your own spin on things if you aren't already. I mean, there's there's definitely some changes that have happened since then that uh, are are, are putting Cellar Dweller into a a new light that it didn't have before. So uh, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff here. Um, say hi to everybody first. CJ, Marco, you know, introduce yourselves to everybody. Tell them who you are, what you do here, just so people can hear your voice and know who you are. Sure. My name is CJ Cassettis. I'm the head brewer here. I uh, started with the Cellar Dweller Valley Vineyards in uh, October 1st, and we've been uh, just trying new things and playing with the, uh, the staple recipes and morphing them into what I feel is you know, just, just the perfect beer or the, the style that I tend to like or... You know, just things that I want to do. Right. Uh, I'm Marco Pania, and <clears throat> I started helping out at Cellar Dweller in October of 16. Um, helped out, and then when Steve and Austin moved to Wiedemann, uh, I came on to help CJ. And, well, I was here already. You were already I was here, here already. <laughs> um, and I, I, it's just exciting, you know, everything with. Uh, Stephen Austin was super exciting, um, and this is just been something um, different, and also just taking on more responsibility since then has, has been really fantastic. I really hope this music is coming through onto the recording because it's fantastic. <laughs> That's right. We're here on the delicious dish. <laughs> it makes me uh, change the way I talk. The change, <laughs> anyway. Um, well, before we kind of dig into the history of Cellar Dweller and, and 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 obviously the future and stuff, we need to start with some beer. We need to drink a beer before we do anything else because my third segment is. From the beer fridge. It's where we drink beer. Awesome. So, um, you guys put a whole bunch of beer in front of us here. I don't know what is what. Um, guide me into something as we uh, start going here. Well, we've got we've ten beers on tap here, so we've got all ten here. All right. Um, the newest beer is Joe Heffy, which uh, one of the owners here's name's Joe, and so it's the play on the Hefeweizen. It's a it's a grapefruit Hefeweizen actually. And uh, that's the play on that. So that's going to be this one or this one? This one? We'll find it here. There it is. So is it this one here? Or are they different? Okay. That, they're all the same. That on the should sheets, be Joe Happy. That's Joe Happy there. Okay, so tell me a little bit more about it. It's just a basic cover license. Um, 
with with the uh, it's American Heifer Vice and Yeast. It's nice and bright and clear though. It's, it doesn't have that that big haziness right. that which it did, and it's just really it's as <laughs> as it's uh, lagered, I guess, in our in our beer cooler. It's really cleared out, but it's uh, we blasted it with a ton of grapefruit uh, puree uh, post fermentation, so it's nice and sweet. Oh yeah. And it packs. It's 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 funny because hefeweizen tend to be lower in alcohol, and this is packing seven point five percent. Okay, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so uh, again, that's some of the things I like to do. I, I tend to like uh, higher gravity beers. Um, I just I, I don't know why. I just tend to do. I think it's just this my play on things. I if I can do a four or five percent beer, I might as well do a put the time in and do a little heavier heavier, heavier gravity. And to me, it adds a whole nother element to a beer that you then have to kind of balance off of and play off of. Have to or get to. I don't right. know how you, what, what the, the the proper way is there, but um, it's, it, it it adds another element that you get to play off of. Well, see, the thing that I like is I can play with more malts because it gives you the opportunity of playing with more. You put more base, you can put more crystal, you can do things to. The, the traditional beer styles you normally wouldn't do because you're trying to keep a lower ABV. Oh man, that's nice. Um, so you know, full disclosure, I may have drank some of your uh, your OG the the blood, the blood orange um, before we started the show, and coming off of that into this, I don't know if um, it makes this taste so much better because I'm getting so much of that orange from this because I had the one before, but. Um, this is really good. The, 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 the grapefruit really pops. It's, it's fresh. It's, uh, it's, it's bright. It's summery. It's... We'll take the praise where we can get it. Right. It's good. <laughs> yep. Now that's, that's, we were, that was our idea is to get something fresh, clean for the summer. Something that's easy to drink but also has a nice punch on the back end of it. So you guys have one of my favorite... I don't know if I can call it a tap room because this isn't really a tap room... You have one of my favorite places to go grab a beer at a brewery in the summer. That's that's how I word it. Um, You have a really great patio that sits out front. You obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, I assume everybody that um, is into beer has kind of dabbled in some other beverages around Cincinnati. And you've all been to the winery experience where you, you grill your own steak and you sit outside with your family, a big table, bunch of people. Um, that's that's what Valley Vineyards is, and you throw beer into that mix, and you throw it into a place like Morrow where it's quiet, it's country like, but not really. You know, it's less than ten miles from Fields Earl. I mean, you're not really out in the middle of nowhere, but exactly, you, you, you throw that all into the mix. You've got a really great recipe for a place to hang out in the summer, and this beer. Kind of perfect for that. <laughs> that was the idea, absolutely. Um, so let's 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 dive into that. The, the history of Cellar Dollar. You guys started two thousand six years ago. Anniversary twelve last last, uh, this, yeah. last month. Um, when when Cellar Dollar started, it was not anything like it was today. Though it's it was nano size, right? And then right. things scaled up kind of quickly thereafter. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty quick. I didn't find Cellar Dweller probably until about four or five years ago. So it was, already at that point, it was already kind of where it's at now. Um, so then yeah, 2000, was it 2016 or so, I think, is probably when, when it really 
started jumping right. onto my radar and people really started talking about it. Uh, you know, there were, there were, there were well, there, there were people here in Cincinnati that kind of gave it a little shit before that and said that the beer wasn't great. And then um, as the, the move into packaging and the move into kind of expanding and getting kegs out there started happening, more people started tasting it and uh, the processes started getting better and the beer started getting better and it started being taken more seriously, I think, by everybody here and everybody kind of in this this beer community too and um you've been around for a long time right um you know cj you you kind of you you jumped in here in the in this last year and kind of you know took the reins on something that has kind of grown from from nothing literally right in a place that already had its own identity and you know, talk about that a little bit. You know, why, why, why jump into this versus trying to jump into a you know Ryan Geister Mad Tree and being a shift brewer and basically, I came into this as it just it was a hobby for me. Um, as most brewers start as, as a home brewer, and and you know you just fell in love with it and it t- consumes you and you just can't get enough of brewing and doing it yourself and doing new things. Um. I live probably two minutes from here, so I kept coming in when Steve was here and said, hey, try this new homebrew, and then became, you know, became friends, and then before I knew it, it was, he's like, hey, you want to start brewing some beers here? So we did uh, my raspberry tart here, and um, I've helped out numerous times, and then when he was leaving, he, there was an opportunity for me to come in and, and do this, and I saw it as an opportunity because I have a, this is a, it's a, you know, it's for Marco and I both, it's a, it's a part-time gig. Um, it's not that we do it out of passion. We don't have to do it, but we just love doing it. And we're lucky you, enough to have flexible enough jobs that, that pay our bills to do this. It's a part-time gig, but I don't think, you know, I think when, when people say that as, as a brewer, they oh, this is, this is a part-time gig. I, you know, I come in here and brew when I can and, and, and make the ends meet. Like, I don't think that really encompasses what, as, as a person who makes beer and who is into this, this community, like, right. I don't, I don't I don't think it really captures that. Like it's no. I mean, we're here. We're here thirty-five to forty hours a week. I mean, we're, we're it's a full-time and, thing. And tell but, me when you're not when you're either, you're at their job that you're right? not thinking about. Oh yeah, because oh. <laughs> I, I, it's it's all we do. Like Mark and I constantly text each other back and forth during the week, or when he's he's I'm, not here, or just yesterday. I mean, you were here uh, brewing on your own, and and you and I communicated back and forth uh, several times, and you know, I I was certainly doing you know my other job and i was like man if i could just be there to give him a hand if i could right. just be there to help him and, and, and cj's full-time job and my full-time job are, are pretty different because cj um has the flexibility to um when he's in town work from wherever he wants he can work from his house or he can work from here uh and so that that fits um but he does travel and for myself i'm, I'm a little more typical um well not typical but it's a retail schedule um but I mean, I'm seven days a week. You know, it's it's five days doing that. It's uh, two days here. It's um, using my personal time off uh, to make sure I'm available to go to events, to make sure that I can work the festivals, to make sure that um, I can I can continue to pursue uh, this as a passion and 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 help CJ make this into whatever it's going to be. Uh, so yes, yeah, so to say it's full time or to say it's a part time job really doesn't tell the the true picture. Uh, of what it is um, that we're doing. Because it's, it's passion. I mean, like, 
I, I hope that everybody that listens to this show gets what craft beer is and what the the people behind this put into, you know, you say making beer, and it sounds so simple, and it sounds like, oh, the people, the, you know, they're just making beer for us to drink, and that sounds really quick and really easy, and, like, it's it, it doesn't even scratch the surface of what this is all about and, and what kind of goes into, you know, being a brewery. And I, I hope that the people that listen to the show get that and get the people behind it and, and understand that even if somebody says, oh, yeah, this is, this is you know, a, a, a part-time job or this is my second job or I, I just I hope you guys get it. I, I hope you get it. Right. Because well, <laughs> I, like, I, when, I, when I came on here, I told Kenny, the owner, one of the owners here, I said, you know, I don't have to do this. I want to do this. Right. I, this is what I want to do. And ultimately, if I can get to the point where well, we can grow this to the point where I can stop doing my full-time other job that that's very lucrative, and then we can get to that point, I'll gladly leave it tomorrow right. to come in here and do this because this is what I want to do. And what I get to do, it's great because they gave, they gave me the opportunity to, to do what I want. And it's, it's fantastic. I just love it. So kind of going into your history a little bit, homebrewing, mm-hmm. I assume, is, is, is where it all started. Right. Um, how long have you been homebrewing? Why homebrew? Well, I, started, I started in college um, with one of my buddies, and we, we brewed some beer and you know, had some fun with it. And I, when I got married and had kids, things kinda, you kind of forget about it. And I was, I was traveling from other job, and it was one of those things where you, you, what do you get someone that has everything? And my wife got me a, a Mr. Beer kit, of all things. <laughs> And God bless her. I know. It was probably, I don't know, it was probably four, four years ago, maybe five years ago. Um, and so I did that, put it in math, like, oh, I forgot how much I love doing this. You know, it's granted, it's quick extract brew. It took, I don't know, less than two weeks to finish out. Beer's all right. It wasn't bad. But then after that was done, I was on to the next thing. Right. And I was basically, I built a, a Herm system. Uh, for, which is just a recent. <laughs> that's a little bit of a jump from Mr. Beer. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's kind of how I do it. It's it's like getting you find something you forget you love, and then you just jump into it. And you know, it was both off. You know, both feeded. There's no anything, and turn my basement into a full scale uh, brewery with. But it's only it's on a six a six gallon system. Right. It's all electronic. I mean, it's it's basically what we have downstairs, but it's in my basement. And from there, I went in just. You know, did some contests, won a few things, and really looked at opening, possibly looked at opening my own brewery. But then it just got to where there's so many popping up. I thought, well, maybe maybe now is not the time. And, and this kind of kind of came into play, and I jumped on the opportunity. How do you come into a place like like Cellar Dweller, who not only do does Cellar Dweller have this identity that they're already kind of in, but they're also then they jumped into another identity of Valley Vineyards of what this place is. How do you jump into these multi-layered kind of things that already exist, these personalities that are already here and kind of, kind of you know, I, I know you've already kind of put your own spin on a couple things, but how right. do you do that without stepping on toes? How do you do that without we'll see, when I offending came in, anybody? I don't, I, I don't know that anybody can be offended here, but I no. you know. I, I um I did marketing in college and that was my biggest thing is when I came in I said why do we have two separate brands why didn't we incorporate everything together we have an established brand as Valley Vineyards why why are we separating ourselves and they said that's just you know it's how it's done I said well let's try and can we are you I, my question then was do you want to continue the two brands or would you be interested in in merging them right and they were open to that they really I mean they really opened to anything 
any idea that I have that's not off the wall crazy, they're they want, they, they're interested in doing it and kind of just let us go with it. Um, so that was the thing we we basically added. We I wanted to incorporate Valley Vineyards into everything. So now you see our new our new merchandise, our product, our package product. All it's all Valley Vineyards cellar dwellers. So we are one and the same, and that's kind of how it's. I always felt it should be. Well, there's there's a lot of people. Um, I don't think we were on the air talking about this, but there's a lot of people that live around here that have no idea that there is beer being made right down the street from them. There's right. there's probably people that live in there's there's neighborhoods across the street from from where oh, yeah. this, the, the winery is. Yeah, that probably have no idea that there is beer right here. They're probably driving God knows how how long to fill up growlers at some other place without even knowing that there is a brewery just tucked away in the basement of this 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 vineyard that's been here forever. It you know it, it, that's a that's a tough kind of ship to jump on and kind of start to try to figure out a way to guide it and you know there's there's a lot of aspects to that aside from making good beer right that's that's that's, that's tough. What's well, funny because like when I like I said I started in October so my first thought was heck what are we going to pass up for Halloween for kids and stuff so I thought well heck, I'll just take some growlers home as people come by and be able to pour them a little sample and see what happens and. um so took some growlers home and while they were on his own private property for right. anybody that's and, listening, they did not take the beer anywhere else. Right. It was growlers that I had purchased at retail. And, and they and, stayed and they did not yeah. go on public property. Come on. Exactly. So <laughs> so it was just the this the people that I mean, even neighbors that I knew that had no clue that they knew Valley Vineyards, they know that's the place you grow your steak, but nobody knew that we had a full restaurant, had had a full menu, knew that we did live music on Thursdays, knew anything about it. And these are just less than two miles from, from the facility here. So it's hopefully with us making a little more push, it'll start to, you know, people will start to really realize what we're doing here, and it's something unique. Well, let, let's talk about some of the other things you're doing here. Let's drink another beer. All what right. else do we have? Um, I want something that you feel like you've kind of put your own spin on a little bit. Mary? Mary yeah, Morrow. Mary Morrow. It's our New England style IPA. Yeah, I'm excited to try this one. So... New England's um, love them or hate them like there is a kind of a split with beer drinkers it's okay to love them now the, the, uh, it's, it's official been, now right yeah, it's, it's official right, exactly. it's alright nice and fruity it smells like a like a stick of juicy fruit gum the beer CJ he's talking about the beer yes it's very good tell me about it what hops uh, citrus Simcoe and Mosaic. It's basically it's um, let's see. It's citrus is the primary hop, and then Mosaic will be the secondary. Then the uh, Simcoe is just a little bit on the back end to give it some edginess. Oh, that's good. It's nice and juicy, and 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 I guess I, I, light. I guess is a is a drinkable. I guess. Um, that soft mouthfeel that I think you look for. It doesn't have that big, bracing, bitter bite to it. But there is some kind of back end there that kind of backs up the uh, the, the fruity kind of soft side. Like, it, it, there's still balance, which I feel like some people are forgetting that you might need in some beer. Excuse me while I drink. This is good. So is this going to see packaging? Yes, that that will be. We'll see. We're running a package line uh, tomorrow. If the cans are showing up, they got they got hung up in the, the snowstorm that we had in the first day of spring. 
Happy spring, everybody. Right. <laughs> so they, um, we're going to be packaging our OG and our uh, eye opener again. And then the next run, uh, within probably the next 30 days or so, will be Mary Morrow. It's fantastic. Mary Morrow. Uh, you guys have a beer called Jeremiah Morrow that is right. named after, I guess, the founder. The right. Well, Jeremiah the, Jeremiah Morrow is the name. His namesake of the town that we're in, right. and then Mary is his wife. So, figured two so IPAs. Fi- finally, she gets some uh, right. some, some credit. Right. No, this is great. Um, was this the the kind of your first? recipe that you brought into this place we well the the raspberry tart i did steve was still here if we did that that was my recipe um as far as when you kind of took, took over. over the rain we did a um, uh, christmas ale first that's right we did a christmas ale and that that was probably that yeah, was the first beer that was mine that, that was uh it we blew through um and it was within 30 days it was gone five, five barrels in 30 days out of just out of the tap room no distribution it's impressive. Tasting room, sorry. Yeah, tasting room. <laughs> tasting, tasting room, tap room, whatever. <laughs> sorry, Joe. <laughs> um, so why, why, you know, so soon off of coming into a place to just to throw New England out there and, you know, put your uh, grain sacks on the table <laughs> and, and, and say, you know, kind of, Here's who we are. Here's here's this 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 new cellar dweller. Like that's 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 ballsy. To, to me, it was it, it's you know it's the most right now it is the most style beer, or the most relevant style beer that's out there. Love it or hate it, but that is the beer that all the breweries are chasing. Everybody that, that you know that enjoys enjoys them, they're chasing that style of beer. And why not? Here's the new the new kids in town, the new game. Here we are. Let's let's do something fresh and and see what happens. Right. And I think the are. other thing too was. Um, CJ really enjoys the style. Absolutely. And so when, you know, when CJ was, was coming aboard, um, you know, we had discussions about, about beer, about style, about branding. Um, and it was really clear that not only was he a passionate drinker of, of this beer style, but he also, you know, had won some awards with his, with his new England recipe. So, you know, I was just excited to, to help him out with, bringing that that first new england style ipa out and i personally prior to having this new england style beer was on the fence on how i felt about the style overall um but i mean he just totally blew me away um i you know if if you give me a good new england style ipa i'll drink it all you know till it's time to go home i just like i i I'm still just on the like I I love them, but I'm I'm always so on the fence about them. Like you know, I, I'll drink this tonight. I'm like, man, I love this. This is this is this is great. This is delicious. It's a it's this whole new take on what IPA means and on what hops mean and what they taste like and and, and what they contribute to a beer. And then I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to think about New England IPAs. I'm like, man, I just I just don't know about them. Like I, I I just can't wrap my head around it for some reason. I think for for me. I had several, and if I had three or four beers, three or four tasters in front of me, I'd say, you know what, um, I took a sip of that, I'll just go ahead and drink one of these other ones. And now, there have been good ones out there, right. 
and it's all personal preference for sure. But I think for a lot of people, a lot of beer drinkers, especially ones that like the other side of IPA, they they'll taste it and they can say, okay, you know, that was all right. Um, but I want to go back to this. You know, what is it an IPA? (laughs) Which I guess officially it is a well, no, it's not. So it it is a. It is its own category. It is now. its, it's a own category. Hazy right. ale, and within that, there is. It says IPA, though, right? It, well, it, I didn't read through the actual description. I think it said there's hazy ales, and one of the offshoots of that is there's, hazy yeah, there's, IPA, there's right? Pale, pale ale IPA, and uh, I think it was double 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 right, IPA. Double IPA. So it's an IPA, but not an IPA. <laughs> yeah, right. which maybe that's the right way to do it. <laughs> it. It is an IPA, but it's not. It's 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 good. See, I like Thank for you. me. I like IPAs that have a dryness on the back end, and that's what that's what I was. That's what this has. Right. You'll, it's still. It's not. Doesn't have the upfront bitterness that you'll get in the West Coast, but it still has that dryness on the back end of your palate when, you know, after you swallowed and you finished the beer. And that kind of ties it into. It gives it that IPA. It still gives it that IPA taste. What it's, drinkers it's, are looking it's for. It's like a stick of juicy fruit gum. Like I just, <laughs> I love it. Like it. It's that that really big like bold juiciness that just hits really fast really really strong and then just kind of drifts away and just you know it's 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 nice i like i enjoy it a lot guess the abv oh i probably don't want to know i'll say six no 7.5 all right (laughs) (laughs) you guys are killing me (laughs) (laughs) it's good thank you Excuse the radio silence. Why I uh, drink the rest of this, and you pick something else out for do you have me. A, do you have a, a no, 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 a no. Cheers go. or anything you want to do? Pick out another a beer. chug. Let's see. Pick out another beer. So you did the grapefruit half. You did the New England IPA. Let's do. Um, is eye opener on there? Oh is, yeah. Is that? Let's talk Wait, about eye opener. You think it wouldn't be? That I might have be able to pick that one out. It's gonna be that one, right? CJ, you can have my eye opener. Perfect. Oh yeah, yeah it's one of our staples. I mean, this is something that that I got to, I inherited, which is great because it's a fantastic beer. That will, you know, that we're not gonna, we won't play with it too much. We play with it a little bit, but we won't. You know, it's not gonna for the people that love it. We're not changing it. So how, like, you know, you, you will tweak it a little bit, right? Right. Yep. Been there, done when that. When you when you come into a beer like this and you. You know that there are people that absolutely love it the way it is. How do you kind of deal with that 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 tweaking side of it? And it's just subtle changes. Um, we'll do subtle changes for the over over a progression of a couple batches. So, so it's not so, so slow nudges, right? So it's not noticeable. I mean, the biggest thing you're going to notice it's a little more sweeter than it used to be. Um, so the beer is uh, hazelnut coffee stout. Yep. Yeah, milk stout. Milk got, stout. Milk stout. ABV? Uh, was it six and a half? Why did you guys cheat and look at the paper? Six. <laughs> six. <laughs> it's good. It's like, a, it's creamy. It um, tastes like a, like a Starbucks drink that kind of warmed up a little bit to kind of give some of that alcohol heat to it a little bit. Like, it's, it's, it's nice. It's, um, it's a really good beer to me. Um, not that it's not good in the summer, but it's really good in the fall and in the winter when you want to sit back and you want to sip on something. It's, oh, it's good in the summertime. It's summertime in the morning, on the weekends. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you're sitting on your deck for your morning coffee. Of with, course. With a cigar is, is where oh, uh, I lean towards it. Yeah. Your AM cigar. It really does smell like a um, some kind of hazelnut coffee like concoction from one of those fancy coffee shops that my it, wife spends way too much money on. It's, it's probably once every 10 days or so we get a check-in that mentions the uh, the hazelnut. I mean, it, both in, in good and bad, you know, spot on, and then the other one, you know, other check-ins are like too much hazelnut. And I, I just, There's I don't no know. Thing. I don't know. I mean, it, personal preference, I guess. But wh- what's really great is the response from uh, the city uh, of Cincinnati once we packaged Eye Opener. Um, thank you very much, everyone who grabbed a six-pack or many six-packs because... Uh, yeah, we sold out of that beer way faster than we expected. Well, so. Can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's coming. It's coming back. So when it first appeared on shelves, it was in the big 22-ounce bombers. And then it moved into the uh, six packs of bottles. And now we've got... Oh, there are four packs? There were four packs. There were four packs? Yeah. I must have bought many of them. Yeah, six times four, twenty-four. Maybe I just you know just <laughs> grab a case. <laughs> I was probably brought a whole lot of them, um, and then now we're in um, cans. Yes. Uh, why? And, and uh, you guys, Cellar Blues was moved into cans too. Why? Why this move into cans? I mean, do we need to ask why? But I mean, like, I guess I guess we should just. Uh, yeah, cans are the it's the it's the it's the best way to package beer. And then one, it's I mean, we we use a mobile canning unit. So they come in and package it for us, and then when we're already pressed for time and and uh, as it is, it's it it's just a it's just a natural progression. I mean, it's they wanted to, the ownership wanted cans and they went with bottles after um, after they got talked out of the cans and and they were you know glad to go back to the can idea. Right. Um, I mean, that's the way I thought. I mean, even even before I was brewing, I was I would buy cans, craft beer, and cans over than I would any bottle any day. And that's I just, think I agree with that now. Yeah, I mean, it's just but for just the simplicity of it. You can take it places. You can. You know, I can just, I it's can just fit, easier. I can fit twelve cans in the space in my fridge, and I can fit six bottles. That does the math for me, right? Yeah. yeah. Aside from the science behind why beer is better, right? Than no cans, light, but. low oxygen. I mean, it's just a, it's just a much better product. What about the headache that kind of comes from the mobile can? I, mean, I, I know there are good sides to mobile canning and that you can just say hey we're gonna package this day but there's headaches too right so well um it's a good day to ask you that (laughs) what 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 headaches have other breweries presented to you Um, probably the same headaches that you've had you know scheduling issues you know trying especially with how many breweries are in cincinnati now trying to find your place in that scheduling is not terrible because i mean we'll just we'll brew a beer and then I'll tell them the day we brewed it and said, okay, we've got this running. When when can we fit in? Usually it's about a month, which is perfect because the right. beer's finished and gives us enough time to finish it off and make it perfect. And the only the only issue we have is just the logistics of things showing up, um, cans being delayed on deli- the deliveries, which just happened last time too. We were here at 10 o'clock at night unloading a truck the night before we were canning on the first run. But, you know, it just <laughs> happens. It's just, you know, you just roll with it. And Well, the other thing is too, I mean, we were set up, I mean, Steve, um, we would bottle beer. So we have a, a 10 barrel bright. Right. So we would bottle the beer from the 10 barrel bright. And um, 
the 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 headache or the or the the thing that we had to figure out was um, to make it to make it any sort of cost effective. We need to be able to bright ten barrels of beer, uh, carbonate ten barrels of beer, or twenty, excuse me, twenty barrels of beer when we have one ten barrel bright. So CJ, you know, um, figured it out, and that's how we were able to move forward with going into to packaging using the mobile canning units. So, you know, for for breweries that didn't initially think about that, that may be an equipment challenge or a capacity right. issue um, that we were able to overcome without that much cost or investment. Well, and, and you guys came into this, like, I don't know if anybody has taken, do you guys do tours or anything to yes. show people? Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody listening to this has, has, has been downstairs and really seen kind of the way it's all, I mean, it's a little piece together. I mean, it's 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 not as as uh, <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily as shiny and as uh, as pre ordered as as other breweries may be. It, you well, know, when and I can only imagine because I wasn't around for for the beginning of Cellar Dweller. I can only imagine just from you know the pictures and the stories that Steve had told that. You know, he, he started from a, a pilot system, a Sabco, and then built up to what you walk downstairs and see. We didn't add any vessels as far as equipment. You know, we may have uh, changed a, a few pieces and parts here or there, but the vessels that you see is the brew house that Steve put together over, you know, the, the five years, uh, five and a half years he was here. Um, so, the, yeah, I mean, for somebody who goes... And takes a tour of some of the newer places where they. He's probably giggling very loudly at Weedman with his, uh, his new oh, fancy oh, little did system. You, <laughs> you saw that Facebook post, right? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. So I mean, I don't know our, if you have anything si- to add off of that, <laughs> CJ. Our system is very manual, uh, which is great because it's it's a very good system from going from what I came from. I mean, basically going from homebrew to this, it's it's very uh, very easy. It was an easy step. Um, just because it's it's no different than what I was doing, but just on a much larger scale, obviously. Let's um let's take a quick break. We're about halfway through the show. Let's uh pay some bills and then let's drink a bunch more beers. Yes, there's a bunch more Perfect. beers in front of us. We'll be back. Cincy Brewcast. Um, if any of you on Facebook have any questions, feel free to just uh, I don't know, fire them away, chime in, and we'll um, we'll answer them. We'll be back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. You know, there's no need to be uptight. <laughs> beer, beer is about having fun. The dream, the dream is definitely the fact that we went from homebrewing in a garage to where we are today. Right? That is, that is the dream. Where we go from here, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to figure out as we grow. Uh, we, uh, and we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Can you have more fun with your clothes on? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. 
This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Stokes from Cincy Brew Bus. Cincinnati's craft beer scene is growing, and we want to take you to those locations. Here at Cincy Brew Bus, we love to introduce people to craft beer here locally in Cincinnati. We have an amazing craft beer scene. We have lots of routes to choose from and a lot of different places we can visit. Cincy Brew Bus is Cincinnati's premier and original craft brewery tour. We're the number one rated tour for breweries on TripAdvisor. We're the number one rated food and drink experience on TripAdvisor. And we're also the number two total tour overall on TripAdvisor here for Cincinnati. At Cincy Brew Bus, we provide a VIP tour experience for the novice and for the expert craft beer drinker. We like to take you out, show you how the beer is made, tell you about Cincinnati's rich brewing history, and at the same time, have fun, do some trivia, and drink some locally made fresh craft beer. I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest and harvester. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap. But I <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Brickcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> We're back. Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. Uh, we need to drink more beer. Yeah, it's a great idea. It's, it's a really great idea. <laughs> I left work early today. Because of the horrible white death that has fallen from the sky. Well, I'm glad we could... Uh, I think your mic's not even up. What am I doing? All right, try it again. I'm glad we there could we uh, help you through the uh, challenges and tribulations of the white death. Uh, let, let's try the raspberry tart. Uh, okay. Okay. Tell me about this beer. So, the raspberry tart... Uh, like CJ had alluded to earlier, um, CJ, who had to step away for a phone call, I guess we should say that. Yeah. CJ had to step away. He's a super busy dude. He's really popular. He's very popular with the ladies, men, children, <laughs> women, the domesticated animals. <laughs> I mean, he's just all around great guy. Um, the raspberry tart, uh, was the first thing that, uh, yeah. CJ brewed on our brew system um, he came up uh, one day, you know, when Steve was here and said, hey, this is what I was thinking about brewing. And Steve said, well, why don't we just do it here? Um, so that raspberry lingers like really long. That's good. Awesome. We took that to uh, Beer Fest. 
along with Eye Opener. And I got to tell you, I, I was blown away by the positive feedback on the Raspberry Tart just because I don't, even though it says Tart in the name, I didn't know if people knew what they were getting into. And they just, you know, the, the, the feedback was fantastic. No, it's good. It's, it, it has like this nice, like, uh, thick kind of mouthfeel. I don't know. Everybody hates the word mouthfeel, but it's got this big, like, thick, like, mouthfeel to it that's really, really, really good. Yeah, and the, um, it's AO yeast. So we didn't, uh, do anything with, uh, with any other sort of beasties or anything. Um, you're getting the, the tartness from the, um, from the raspberries, from the grain bill. Um, that's nice. Thank you. Thank you. I think, and it, it's really, it's really neat. Uh, another one that, you know, makes you long for the spring that we thought we were going to get into spring. Yeah, here it is. Happy spring. Isn't it ironic? Um, and you know, it's, What's really, what was really cool about it is when we did it, um, we could come up here, uh, we could have, you know, a pint of raspberry tart and, you know, the, the sun was shining and the weather was great and uh, you could just really take in and take a deep breath and enjoy, you know, wh- what, the, what, what it is to be outside when, when it's just great outside. So this is, you know, and I'm, I'm standing here or I'm sitting here in a room with clearly wine drinkers sitting in front of me that none of them know I'm even here. They don't know what we're doing. This is like a wine drinker's beer. Like I feel like you could get some wine people into beer with something like this. And like, How does that kind of play into things here? Is there some kind of push there to, to kind of nudge some of these people into beer? Does yes. it exist? Yes. So do you, do you make them drink like a beer every time they come in and order or a bunch of like, I feel like that should exist. <laughs> well, so as far as the process, when you come into the tasting room, uh, and want to try some things, um, I'm not, we haven't had a meeting right. with tasting room staff and said, this is what we'd like for you to do. However, one thing that CJ and I do, uh, whether we're brewing, you know, together or whether it's, I'm here by myself or he's here by himself, we like to come up, at the end of a brew day, uh, stand uh, in the tasting room, um, talk to the guests that come in, and we certainly look for the opportunity not just to say hi and, you know, we're the brewers or, you know, tell them about the beer, but we also look for the opportunity to widen their uh, experience with beer. And, yes, this beer is certainly one of the ways that we're able to do that. Uh, CJ and I have talked several times of course, about different beers that we want to make and, you know, uh, timelines and schedules. Uh, one thing that we want to do is we want to keep um, a tart as an offering. And it won't necessarily always be raspberry, but we love the fact that, yes, we can um, almost gateway wine drinkers into uh, beer with something like this. What about um, on the barrel age side? Like, what about wine barrels? So, it's funny you mention that. Um, there are some projects that are here that had been allowed to age 
uh, and CJ and I have been discussing when and what avenue we want to put those out to the beer world. Um, now, as far as new projects, we haven't even, we've said we'd like to, but we haven't outlined anything as far as a new project. Um, and I think it's... You've you got to give some hints about some of these other projects that you're hinting at here. Okay. So, I hope I'm I not... I wish everybody could see how like hard you're thinking about this on how to word this. I hope I'm not premature on this, but Valley Vineyard Cellar Dweller is sponsoring the Lebanon Brouhaha. Uh, so, we're going to be extremely prevalent there. And we have been discussing uh, releasing... In, in if you a, can't say it, we'll edit it out. <laughs> in extremely small quantities, uh, some of these barrel-aged projects that have been here um, allowed to mature. And we think that they're right on the money. Um, and we want to put them out. Of course, the, the, the way that we're going to put them out is going to be very carefully um, thought out because uh, we, don't, we don't want anything to... Um, we, we just we want to do it right for the beer. Uh, we want to do it right for well, and, and, and for people. So, if your first experience with Cellar Dweller or or even Valley Vineyards is this product, whatever that is, you want that to speak for what this is. Sure. You don't yes. Want it to just be like this was fun, and we kind of we thought it was interesting, and then to have that be your one experience with it, if it's kind of weird <laughs> yes thank you for the life preserver um so but yes look and i'm sure when it gets to the point where we're gonna you know wind down and we start talking about stuff we're gonna do you know down the, the, the what's coming or, or what's new that we're gonna get into a little bit more of that stuff but yes there there were some projects that were i don't want to say unfinished because timing is something that you don't rush with a barrel age project, right. um, but there are some projects that are here that we're looking to. That are still being nurtured. Yes, the, and and you will see them uh, in some way, shape, or form in the near, possibly very near future. How much? Like I, in my head, I always picture, you know, there's there's a whole lot of wine barrels stashed away downstairs with wine in them, obviously. I always picture a place like this as having their their quote unquote pick of the barrels. You know, like you've got this 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 source. We, well, it, yes, but the winemaker has to want to give you the barrel, right? <laughs> but, and, and I guess that's my question. Like, it, like you know, how 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 big? You know, you, there are breweries that have these massive barrel aging programs. Oh yeah, like, is that? Do you, are you guys always going to have? Like this small kind of barrel aged kind of thing happening, or is it going to become a big part of who Cellar Dweller is? Or uh, I think that has more to do with the amount of time that we're able to put towards the project, right. rather than can we source the barrels or not? I mean, you could source them. You just go over there and take one and drink. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's never going to miss right this there. one. <laughs> Never going to miss it. Put something else in his place. Nobody will notice. Right. Nobody will know. No, but I really think it has more to do with how much time we're able to put to the project rather than are we able to, to source or do we want to do the project or not. And, and it, it really, what I mean by that is CJ and I understand with the amount of time that we're able to put towards this 
this, um, you know, growing uh, this as a business that first and foremost, we want to make sure we have great tasting beer that we can provide to the guests for Valley Vineyards. And um, that's priority number one. And then after that, still a priority is being able to make sure that we can distribute kegs through our distributor and we can distribute packaged product through our distributor. Um, and then after that comes pretty much all the other stuff and <laughs> everything else. <laughs> right. So it, it's, we know that we're here to make sure that our guests have great beer and it's, and it's always on tap and none of the 10 taps are, you know, missing any offerings. So is, is Valley Vineyards still a winery that has a brewery or is it kind of shifting into a brewery winery? Because I feel like that's, that's always kind of the, the, the rub is that this is definitely a winery. When you walk in, it feels like a winery. It looks like a winery. People talk like it's a winery. How do you how do you make that shift? How do you? We are taking the approach, um, and it's already started. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. I'm sorry. No, it's. I understand, and um, what we're doing. There's, there's a water wheel behind me right now. I know. This is I know. <laughs> straight up winery. I know. I know. I know. Well, there's there have been many changes to the to the to the winery itself. Oh, yeah. um, so we've recently redid the floors. Right. Um, we've put in acoustic panels, put up some great pictures, albeit I understand they are of, um, you know, some of the past uh, people that worked here and the proprietors and it's about wine. But we are really um, uh, gearing in a direction to where there's probably another couple of phases that are going to come right. where – when you walk in, you'll be able to see that beer is something that we do here. Because when you walk in right now, um, off to the right, there's a little spot with some, you know, cellar dweller, Valley Vineyard cellar dweller items. And then, you know, there's the, the tasting bar and the taps are off to the right. So you get, almost have to look for them. Um, I, I think you're going to see that change. How quickly... It, it just, I think it all depends on um, several different factors. But possibly by festival, uh, you'll be able to see that when you walk in, oh, this is a brewery as well as a winery. And the festival you're talking about is every year you do a big anniversary festival in, in the summer. Yes. Um, like June first First Friday evening of June and all day Saturday of June. And uh, it's, I mean, it's a festival in almost every sense that you would think. I mean, there's a massive parking area across the street. Um, there's, uh, I think, a, a taste of Warren County. So there's food trucks. Yeah, Chef Tony's going to be here, um, you know, with uh, Bruce City Sausage, um, which look for something there, too, by the way, coming, uh, coming closer Ooh. to the festival. Ooh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. I, and uh, so, you know, let me interrupt you for a second. Go ahead. So we've had a lot of beer infused sausages. Mm-hmm. Um, why not like a wine infused sausage? 
Have, Chef Tony, have you like thought about that at, at all? <laughs> like, this is the place to kind of start to dabble with some of those things too. Like, not that I'm encouraging wine drinking over beer drinking, but um, you know what? Like, there's there, there's some fun things that could go on there. Look, I mean, it, one thing I hope everybody can can get out of you know our discussion today is that we brew beer and we want to make sure everybody knows that if they want to taste some great beer, I, I hope that they come out. But we're Valley Vineyards. I mean, it's it's Valley Vineyard Cellar Dweller. And if I can just get you to come here, maybe you'll taste some beer and maybe you'll go back to work or you'll go and, you know, uh, when you're when you have your barbecue on the weekends, you can tell your neighbor, you know what, they've got beer over there at Valley Vineyards. And it's pretty good. And, you know, I, I just... I hope that everybody gets the messages, come to Valley Vineyard, whether you're going to drink the wine, whether you drink the beer, whether you're going to have mead or have it all. You you guys have a killer mead, too. Oh, yes. (laughs) So, like, as as a drinker, and I I don't think a lot of people understand what it means to be a drinker, like a person that just... Drinking is not about what's in your glass. It's about this other bigger picture of... You know, like these people sitting here swirling their wine are drinking. Well, that guy's got a beer. So that, you know, like that's an experience right there. Like it's though they're, they're drinking. And then you've got people down the street at a bar. They're sitting there slamming shots and doing whatever they're thinking. They're drinking. That is, that is 100% part of the drinking experience. And like it just encompasses all these different things. And you guys here have like this really great, like, uh, this 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 twist of a few different ones that are kind of you know built upon each other to create this place of you know the the wine and the beer and you've got this this, this mead yes <laughs> it's incredible um, the bourbon barreled honey mead is insane yes um, if you've never had a mead come here and drink it and try it and and and, and you know learn this whole other side of of kind of like wine yes it's kind of like beer but it's not i tell you um a quick little story uh there's a couple of guys that came in a a gentleman and his father who i had met at at a local liquor store bottle shop and uh they stopped by one day when i was here uh brewing um and they tried some beer and the you know one of the ladies who was working here said why don't you try some mead uh, so they tried meat. They left with three bottles of meat. <laughs> I mean, and, of course, some growlers. But, right. you know, it, it's... I almost think it's like a nice in-between between, like, beer and wine. Like, it's a nice little gateway to wine. Yeah. If you're interested at all in that world. like it, it Or cider, even. Like, it's a nice entry into kind of that yeah. side of things. We're, if, if, you, um, if you like the uh, Renaissance Festival... Um, Please go and have some of our mead. And uh, again, I mean, uh, it, when you go, also maybe look for something uh, something else that we might have there, ooh, too. Ooh, ooh. Might have taken their trip to the Renaissance Festival this year. <laughs> yeah, they, they're, they, they've been great. I mean, last year. Um, it's interesting that, I mean, we as brewers, uh, CJ and I, we don't really do anything with the wine at right, all. Right. Except keg mead and sangria. I mean, I guess if it's going in a keg, then they're looking at CJ and I. So, and by the way, yes, I did say 
keg sangria, you can come to Valley Vineyard and we will pour you from a tap sangria. Pint of sangria. <laughs> Boom. So where where does this all go? Where the future, um, short term, long term, however much you, you you know of or you want to talk about, where, where is so where is the future of Cellar Dollar? So as being a fan of the show, I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, but I didn't bother to think about it that much, even though I knew you were going to ask me that because I was kind of nervous that you were going to ask me that. Um, what, tell you what, CJ just sat back down. How about we grab one more beer and then catch CJ up on your question and let CJ get into it. That's a great idea, Marco. Let's, uh, let's ask CJ. <laughs> I get a- Nobody knows because I just deleted a whole bunch of things out of the show so that you didn't know that I had to get up and go pee. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, before we jump into the future of Cellar Dollar, let's uh, drink another beer. What did you give me? I gave you Copperhead. I have uh, not had this in a very long time. We drank it on the show. I'm not even going to bother to pull up the notes. It was like probably season one, I think. Uh, so like, I don't know, three years ago, two years ago, something like that. that so it, it, I don't know how closely at all it's going to represent that. Um, I mean, Steve was, Steve would always, uh, you know, take and drink and, and, Decide he wanted to make a little tweak here or there. That's good. <laughs> it um, it's deceptively light when I look at it. As far as the um, the flavor, like it's got this really great, like big, bold, malty kind of uh, pale ale flavor going on. Like it's it's fantastic. And only at five point two percent ABV, it's one of uh, CJ's uh, lower ABV offerings. You can, <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> we can. Just don't want to. <laughs> I'll give you a microphone. Yeah, just don't. We just don't want to. No, it's it's fine. We like our, we just did a honey wheat today, um, well, yesterday and today, and that'll be right around five ish, give um, or take. Yeah, I mean, it's we'll see what it, when it finishes out. It's a new beer for us. So that beer, I mean, we were talking about it couple of different things earlier we talked about festival we talked about a, a, the renaissance festival um the honey wheat is a collaboration that we do here at valley vineyard cellar dweller with uh, morgan's canoe rental um, you guys do like a big like twilight canoe romantic right. thing not well not cj and i but yes yeah, I, was, I mean like you guys probably do it too i, we I could, could see you guys like floating down the river well you could join us together yes. i would i would 100 <laughs> percent uh, book it <laughs> So yes, it's with, sitting right in the middle of you too. Yes, please. <laughs> so, in the bottom of the canoe, not even up on a seat. Right, we'll we'll do the paddling. <laughs> so oh, I've just got this image. I wish I was good at Photoshop. <laughs> so anybody who's interested can certainly go to uh, Valley Vineyards or Cellar Dweller. You know, in your given media platform, you can find us, and you can find information on the. Um, collaboration we do with morgan's on the uh twilight canoe and dinner for two or three if it's cj marco and the gnome <laughs> and so i mean it's a it's a pretty cool thing you know it's a guided tour you know down the down the river for when when does that take place 
I think it's the first is May. I think you said May fifteenth. It's 10th. actually it's ho- I think it's May tenth. It's hosted by Morgan Canoe Rental. Those guys do it. And it, if you go, actually, if you go we'll, to, we'll put a link on on the show notes if anybody listens to this. It's really cool. I mean, it's it's basically it's it's the canoe rental. You go you go you start there, and then you canoe down the river, um, and then you finish here. We have live music and um, dinner, and obviously the multiple beers and wines. Yeah. Um, the din- but, the dinner is similar to the dinner that you. Uh, can do on Fridays and Saturdays, so it's grill your own protein. Similar, just a little, like a little more romance for the canoe one, right? Right. It's just dialed up, just a little. Dialed bit. slightly more romantic right. because of the canoeing <laughs> and Twilight and, Twilight and the Morgans. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the honey wheat, the honey wheat is actually not only will it be uh, on draft here in the tasting room, uh, but it will also be uh, packaged as well. And it was it was packaged last year in bottles, right? Right, yes. but it's, this is a different this is beer. Tweaked um, a little bit. It's tweaked a lot. Tweaked a it, lot. It, <laughs> we we blew the recipe up. So um, bigger word for tweak. Right. Just we it, we just scrapped it and started over. So it's a completely it's a new. I mean, it'll be it it won't be it won't you won't. It's completely different. There is still wheat can, and there is still honey. Right. right? I mean, yeah. it's only so much you can <laughs> yes. do to a honey wheat beer, but um, yeah, it's but it, it. But we did it. We did it. We blew it up. And it's going to be in six-pack cans instead of four-pack bottles. Correct. God bless you. <laughs> so, CJ, the question before you sat back down was, what is the future of Valley Vineyard's cellar dweller? Is it, I guess it's one word now, right? Right. Uh, my, my, it's, it's, it basically, it's whatever, whatever, where it takes us. Um, we're pretty much flying by our seat of our pants, really. Uh, where do you, but where do you want it to go? I'd love to... Just to to continue to grow um, as we are now, but no, slow and steady. Um, and as as it does grow, hopefully it can get to where it's it can be our full time thing and full time brewers. And um, it just that that's where I see it going. I, I don't I mean I don't know how long it'll take us that to get to that point, but well, so, you know, especially Marco. I know you li- you've listened to the show plenty of times. You know that the question is how big is too big. And I think that's especially relevant for a place like this. Part of what makes, you know, th- this place so special is that it is in the basement of a winery. You right. Know, if, if it gets to a certain size, that starts to shift and starts to change. Not that that's bad. So but it, 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 we can it, only get so big because we're limited to the space in the basement. Um, yeah, I, I mean, mean uh, the biggest tanks we can get in there are ten barrel tanks because the ceiling's so low. It's not gonna, we're not gonna get right anything yeah, we, bigger. We can't um, go vertical. I mean, we which, can go what we can go with, but um, tank right here next to the water wheel. Yeah, but then, <laughs> oh, yeah. see, that's the thing. We're we're, the floor. we're in uh, we're in Hamilton Township, which is the fastest growing township in the state of Ohio. From what it's, I think it's been the last three years. So it, we're going we're on the verge of if once people start moving into the more and more people move in the area. And start finding us where we're naturally going to grow because we're going to have to produce more alcohol, more wine, more beer, more things for people to drink. Um, and that's just going to be a natural progression of the area. We still want to be local. I don't think we want to go outside too much outside of our um, what we already have, what we've already grown to. Um, I, I mean, just, I just would love to be able to have the nearby residents. You know, and, and what I what I mean by that is not just the residents, you know, a, a mile or two from here, but let's say within a ten minute drive, not just know that we're here, have been here, 
and the super close locals make this their weekend spot or their Thursday night spot. And, you know, if it ever gets to the point where um, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, there is a demand to be open later than six, then we do that. Right. But, I mean, right now, um, it is just to continue uh, moving forward with um, the refresh on the brand. Um, You know, we have um, that out there and the packaging and right now i mean for what cj and i are able to put into this um it's okay that um you know the shelves with our product um you know kind of didn't have them uh, for a little bit but they're going to get restocked coming up very very soon and you know we'll just we'll as far as that's concerned we'll put out as much as we can when we can and when it's out there go get it yeah i mean I'm sure that you guys have started to see some of the people talking about the the eye opener and things like that online. Like, there there are beers that are coming out of this place that are right up there with anything else that's being made in Cincinnati right now. And just, if you haven't had them, just go get them. Like, even if you you know, granted, if you can't get something at whatever your local bottle shop is, just come out here. Come you know. Today is, you know, in the middle of the week. You can come out here for dinner, hang out with some friends, just sit down, have a couple beers, just sit around a table and just try what they've got. Yeah, I mean, it's not that far away. No, it's not. And, you're, and you're less than ten miles from Fields Hurdle. Like it's not that far away. Exactly. And for the for the and I don't. I mean, I'm I live near there, and for the people that live near there, I'm constantly bumping into people I know, whether it's at you know school or the grocery store or whatever it is, and and. You know, they just had never heard of us. And look, I mean, for the people who are listening to this show, obviously they like beer. And obviously they care about Cincinnati beer. Um, if you do and you haven't been here, why haven't you? What's stopping you? Because right. you'll drive to OTR. Well, why don't you drive out this way? Give us a shot. And hey, by the way, come downstairs and say hi. Right. Let them know you're here. Let them know why you're here. Right. Tell them what you think about the beer and tell your friends about it. We'll give you a right? tour. If we're here, we'll give you a tour of the, heck, even the bare room in the winery. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's something in the bright, we'll pull it off for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you can't beat that offer. Everybody wants samples off the bright. Uh, so, guys, is there anything you want people to know about Cellar Dweller that you feel they do not know already? Hmm. That's a great question. That's a good question. We're just a small local brewery. I mean, we want to support the local community, and we'd love to have their support as well. Really, I mean, that's there's nothing else to it. I mean, we are a tiny we we are a tiny brewery. Given to I mean, just even the fact that we're as old as we are, and we haven't decided to go massive like people that are in the same same age category as us. Well, and I can say pretty firmly that you've got some of the best beer that's being made in Cincinnati, quality-wise. I can say, without a doubt, you have the best fireplace in a brewery and the best water wheel in a brewery. 100%. And our our summertime patio is... The patio is uh, insane. I'm just saying, get out here at some point for some reason over the summer. I mean, you you won't be disappointed. I, I well, the I, wine, fe- the beer and wine festival, oh, yeah. first oh, weekend of June. I mean, oh. it is madness, and we, it is just a great. We talked time. about it, and we got into it for a second. Um, 
because I talked about Chef Tony and um, the gnome here mm-hmm. was saying, you know, why didn't Chef Tony do a, a sausage with wine too? He's like, well, why not? I'll ask him. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to actually shoot him a text message. When yeah. I we'll he's he's going to come out here. You should come out here. I will be out here. This time it will be a day where I can uh, just be here and enjoy here. Last year was in the midst of. I remember. Really oh, I remember. Oh, I remember too. My you wife ta- remembers. I remember. Yeah, it was, you, it was a day. You taught me another or an alternative use for toilet paper, and I was like, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, there's my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody will ever understand that unless you, uh, I guess, <laughs> know me. <laughs> um, guys, you're, you're, you're kicking ass here. Um, please just, you know. Keep on, keep on the track of ass kicking that you're already on. The we'll beer is fantastic. If you have not been here, come here. If you have been here, tell all of your friends to come here. Uh, Cellar Dweller, uh, follow them on all their social media, all of those things Facebook, Twitter. I missed my post. Mike would shit his pants. He'd be mad right now, but I don't care. This is fun. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> we'll, Absolutely. We'll fix it. Um, website. Do you guys have a dedicated website or is it just on the... It's the Valley Vineyards uh, slash Cellar. Well, it's the same thing. I mean, you can hit the page from both. Yeah, so social media. Follow me on social right. media and tell everybody um, about this place because they are awesome. Thank you, guys. We'll be back next week with, I think, a studio show next week. I think. Without looking at my schedule. And then um, uh, follow it on iTunes and Stitcher and Spreaker and all those things. And again, social media. Thank you, guys. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.